welcome to our program this evening. It's great to highlight church again this evening. This is Sunday, and Sunday's the Lord's Day. And it's the Lord's Day all day long. And what a blessing it is to spend a few moments together this evening focusing on the Lord, on His kingdom work here in His world. We'd love to be able to uh, extend our um, reach and our influence of people through social media. If you're watching this evening on our YouTube channel, we would invite you to subscribe to that channel. And if you're on our Facebook page this evening, we would ask you to like the, uh, the program, like the Facebook page, share the program, let some others of your friends and people who know you be aware that the program is uh, in session this evening. Uh, you might even want to start a watch party and see if some others will join you to watch the program this evening. We have a, a, a special guest who has just come to Community Baptist Church as one of our pastors. His name is Ryan Colmus, and uh, Pastor Ryan has joined our pastoral staff ministry here at Community Baptist Church, and I'm delighted uh, to have the opportunity to serve the Lord together with him. The Bible tells us something really important about those who are serving as a in a pastoral capacity uh, in church and I'm reading from 1 Thessalonians and uh, chapter number 5 this is a letter God sent to the church located in the city of Thessalonica the bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 12 and we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Well, this letter was sent to the members of the church in Thessalonica, and to these members, God described some people as people who labor among you, are over you and admonish you. And this is a description of those in pastoral ministry leading the church there in Thessalonica. He says that they are those which labor among you. I love that picture because pastors aren't autocratic dictators telling people what to do, but rather they're, they're shepherds who labor among uh, the members of the church, all working together. To bring glory to God. He describes them as those who are over you in the Lord. They have a responsibility of managing and, and leading the church family. And they are those that admonish you. They take the word of God and they open it up and they preach and teach the word of God to instruct the members of the church regarding the plan and purpose of God for their lives. So here's a letter telling the church members Something about the pastors. What does the, uh, the Word of God say about the pastors? It says that the church members are to know them. And it's important for us to know the ones who are pastoring our lives and our families. And Pastor Ryan Colmus has come to join our pastoral team. And God is going to use him uh, in our lives. It's an important uh, it is important for us to know him. We are to know them 
which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. The Bible says not only are we to know them, but we're also to love them. And then he also said we're to be at peace among ourselves, because when peace and unity rules in the church, the work of pastoring is much more effective than when there's strife and division in the church. And so, uh, to the church member about the pastors, know them, love them, and be at peace amongst yourselves to make their job easier. Well, Ryan Colmas has come to help me pastor Community Baptist Church. And I want you to get to know uh, Pastor Ryan. And so I've invited Pastor Ryan to come and and, uh, chat with me for a few moments this evening on camera. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about his life and his burden, his passion, the things that are important to him. And I know you're going to enjoy the next few moments. It's going to help you to know Pastor Ryan better. So let's welcome Pastor Ryan to our set this evening. What a joy to welcome Pastor Ryan Colmas to our set this evening. And it's been such a privilege to have him here the last couple of weeks. And Ryan, I want the church family to have the opportunity to get to know you better. And uh, that's kind of the purpose of our evening this evening. And uh, so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Ryan a number of questions, and uh, he's going to share with you a little bit about his life. So we're going to kick it off with, uh, where did you grow up? Uh, around. <laughs> uh, my dad was military, and uh, actually as I was born, he was just getting out of the, out of the military. I was born in Alaska, um, Elmendorf Air Force Base uh, up there near Anchorage. And uh, from then, uh, six weeks later, we moved to Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh for six years, uh, those foundational years, and I learned to be a Steelers fan. And oh, that, <laughs> and that's then, not good. Well, we're, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we've got Redskins down here. We're, we'll be okay. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we moved to uh, about an hour north of, of New York City, uh, upstate New York there, and I was there for about 10 years, and then down uh, on the Philadelphia side of Pennsylvania, uh, from 11th grade on, uh, college there in Pennsylvania, and then as an adult, we've been in Maryland, California, and now Virginia. We're excited to be here. Hey, you have been around yeah. from all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Share with us, um, what kind of family did you grow up in? Uh, how, how were the dynamics of your dad and mom's relationship? And spiritually, how, what, were you raised in a Christian home? I was. Uh, we, it was a Christian home, and... Uh, that's all I remember. I remember the Christian values being taught uh, from an early age and, you know, in church uh, all the time, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays. Um, and uh, I do know that my mom was, was Catholic uh, when my parents were dating and, and was saved uh, in, in that time frame. And uh, it was a growing time for my mom in, in our younger years. Not that I remember so much of that, but, but learned of it later in life. Uh, and uh, it, it, it was great for, for my mom and for my mom's family. Um, many of them have come to know, know Christ uh, as their Savior as a result of uh, my parents' relationship and, and prayer uh, of my dad and my mom for them, uh, and uh, thankful for, for that. But, yeah, for the most part, I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Uh, I have two brothers and a, and a sister, uh, all Christians and all uh, serving in, in churches where they live now. Amen. That's awesome. Do you, uh, what, um, what value do you place on the foundational principles and core that your parents instilled in you as a result of being in that kind of home? 
That's a great question, and I and I really feel that I was saved at a, at a young age, and um, I believe that it was because of my parents' prayer and because of my parents' faithfulness to uh, our local church uh, there in New York, and uh, I really believe that that the values that they instilled in me, the Christian values that they instilled in me, uh, brought me to a place where I eventually did surrender to uh, full-time ministry, actually. That's neat. When uh, you said you were saved as a child, what do you remember about how God began to get your attention and brought you to an awareness of a need for personal salvation? So I was. I was a young child, and um, I, I remember as, as the young child being in Sunday school and my Sunday school teacher over and over again uh, telling us about Jesus and, and asking us about salvation. And, and one the one Sunday, uh, it was a summer summertime, and, and she uh, asked us if anybody in the room was interested to know more about Christ, uh, to know about this word salvation. And uh, I remember raising my hand in that Sunday school class, and my Sunday school teacher then taking me to another room after the class was over and going through the whole plan of salvation with me, uh, you know, at my level, at the kid, kid level, and, uh, and me asking Christ to come into my life, uh, the realization that Christ died for me on the cross, and uh, that it would be a personal relationship that I could have with him, and just uh, the excitement from that. Uh, so uh, it, was, it was a neat time, a neat time to be uh, in the church that we were in, um, and I was, it was just exciting. Amen. That is awesome. You, you may have said, uh, and, and I didn't catch it, um, around what age do you recall you may have been when that happened? I was, I was five. And it's interesting because later in life again, I, I look back at my salvation, and a lot of times you think that your, your salvation experience, many people were saved out of, out of horrible things, um, you know, lifestyles that were just very sinful and things like that. And, and sometimes I, I, look, I used to look back at my salvation experience and, and think that it wasn't a big deal. Um, and to think that, you know, some of these people have come from great sin, cra crazy yeah. sin and things like that. And, but, uh, you know, then to realize that every salvation story is, is amazing. Every salvation story is a miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had that realization that, uh, that even me as a, as a five-year-old uh, getting saved was a great uh, miracle of, of God. Amen. You know, you and I represent two sides of that thing when it comes to childhood salvation. I was also raised in a Christian home. I uh, have great memories of my dad and mom and Bible reading and prayer in the home and that kind of thing. Church all the time, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Grew up hearing uh, mom and dad talk about salvation, Sunday school teachers, preacher and all that. But as I grew up in that, somehow it just didn't. It, God did not get a hold of my heart. And I went through the motions of repeating prayers that I was told to say. And being told that I was now saved and being baptized, but it wasn't until just as I was entering my teen years that I realized I was lost and uh, and came to know Christ as my Savior. And and you have a a solid conviction that you were genuinely saved at age five, and that's more like my kids because my kids all still in their adulthood in their forties believe that God saved them at ages five, six, and seven. The three kids. Amen. And yeah. so it's wonderful whether salvation comes when we're a child in a genuine way or whether it comes later in life. The fact that, uh, that we know we're saved is, uh, is, what, is what really matters. Amen. That, Amen. Is, that is pretty awesome. We have a family in the church, uh, as a matter of fact, one of our deacons, and the wife, the deacon's wife, she grew up in a, 
in a Christian home and in a good, solid church. And, and she had a brother, and both of them grew up in the same family, same family devotions, same church services, same Sunday school classes. He got saved when he was about five. And to this day, he will talk about how the conviction of sin, he knew he was a sinner. Mm-hmm. And, and he knew God changed his life. And, uh, and he's today a missionary in, uh, in uh, Western Europe and uh, phenomenal individual. His sister, who's married to one of our deacons, she also made a profession of faith when she was about five or six. But in her adulthood, uh, here at Community Baptist Church, um, there were different influences inside and outside the church where she really wrestled with whether she was saved and became convinced that she wasn't saved. So in the same family, there was one who got saved later in life having been raised in a Christian home, one who got saved early in life and to this day knows he was genuinely saved. Sure. And so uh, that's pretty awesome how God works in the lives of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, we heard about your mom and dad, your brothers, sister, you know, growing up and all of that. Um, how about, about your family, your wife and child? And share a little bit about your family. Absolutely. Uh, my wife, her name is Christina. And my daughter, uh, her name is Leah, and I have a son in heaven. His name is Caleb, and uh, my kids were born uh, just about 10 years ago. Leah will be 11 in July. She's a twin, and uh, 11, just about 11 years ago they were born. They were born four months early. Um, mm. So uh, it was a, a crazy time. It was a hard time for us. Uh, uh, probably thinking about my adulthood, the biggest trial of my adulthood, uh, and, and just thinking about that, but, uh, but God did many miracles in that time frame as well. Um, and uh, I, I could talk for a long, long, long time about all that God did uh, in our lives uh, as we had our kids about, just about 11 years ago, mm-hmm. back in August. Yeah. My, my wife and I, we were, we were married on uh, July 3rd, 2004. Uh, just had our 16th anniversary recently and uh, very much still in love more and more every day with my wife. Uh, we have served together. We have grown together in the Lord, um, and she is such a blessing to me on a daily basis. I love her, uh, and I'm excited to serve with her here with her here at Community Baptist. Amen. It has been a joy to to meet you two together and Leah as a family and watch your interactions. And we're excited that you're here. Now, that, that was there's been a, quite a path in in getting you from. Uh, what your life goals were as a young uh, adult, uh, older teen, um, going in, going into college, and what your aspirations and goals and dreams were, and uh, and, and that, and it wasn't ministry in a church. That's right. But here you are in ministry. What, what's that path all about? It was it was a different one, and uh, I in eleventh grade I decided that I wanted to be a music teacher in a public school system. And I'm a trumpet player, and I went to school, went to college for music education, uh, secular college. Uh, came out of that college. I started working uh, in Annapolis, Maryland as a music teacher. Um, and uh, in that time, I, I was married to, to Chris. Uh, we were both working in the public school system there. And about three years into that experience, I felt called uh, by God to move m- my vocation to a full-time ministry position. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started praying about it. I started uh, gaining uh, counsel about it, and uh, through sermons, through Bible reading, through prayer. Uh, and I will share with you uh, one experience that was 
heavy on my heart then and still is now. Um, my, my mom passed in 2006 of colon cancer, and uh, it was a long battle uh, for years and years. Uh, she would go into remission and then have it again and, uh, you know, back and forth. Um, but I remember she was in a hospital in New York City. Uh, the day before she passed, she tried to get out of bed one more time to reach her sister for Christ. Mm. Uh, and that uh, was important to me, uh, to see my mom, who at that time I didn't know, but that the next day that she would go on to glory. Yes. And, and to realize that what's important at the end is souls. And she wanted to win one more. Uh, and she wanted to reach out to her sister. Uh, and I have often dwelt about that, uh, that time and that, uh, that experience and, and seeing my mom uh, physically try and get out of that hospital bed and, and reach her sister one more time. Wow. Um, and, and just thinking about that experience along with uh, all of what I've just said has, has brought me to a place of realization that God wanted me to be uh, serving in a full-time capacity. Wow. You served in a few different churches. Uh, you bounced back and forth from coast to coast. We did. We did. Uh, we started over in Maryland and at a church there in Glen Burnie, Maryland, and that's where we were. That's where we were members uh, when I felt called, and I received a lot of counsel there uh, and eventually was asked to go on staff there. And uh, it was a great blessing. I was there for many uh, years and uh, then felt God calling me to have some sort of formal education in Bible. And uh, honestly, I tried several times correspondence programs and things like that, uh, and for one reason or another, that just did not accomplish those scheduling and, and things like that. Um, and then felt God calling me to move my family to California. Uh, and I received a, a, a master's in Bible, master's in ministry there at, at West Coast Baptist College. Uh, ended up staying over there in, on, the, on the West Coast at, at a church there in, uh, not far from the college. Uh, I served there for six years. Uh, it was a blessing to be there as well. Uh, and then felt called then to come back to the East Coast to the people here of Community Baptist Church. And uh, the, the whole experience, the whole uh, journey has been uh, God-blessed, and uh, he has just shown us the path each and every step. Amen. Well, we're delighted that uh, God brought you back to the East Coast. I know that you enjoyed ministry out there on the West Coast, but it's great to have you back uh, right here behind Dulles Airport in Northern Virginia. That's right. And... Uh, helping to serve uh, in the ministry here. Uh, Pastor Ryan, what, what are some of the passions you have uh, in, in your heart? When you think of ministry, uh, ministry is a big word. Um, there's such a, a breadth of scope in uh, people we, uh, we have the opportunity to influence and minister to. What, what are, talk a little bit about your passion. What do you feel really strongly about in ministry? There, there are a few things, um, and I, in no particular order, I, I, I'm strong on outreach, and I, and I love the idea of, of reaching as many people as we can, especially in the community that we live in. Uh, we're a local body, and, and I feel that we should be reaching our local community. Um, and especially in this COVID uh, era that we're living in now, um, just to be creative in as many ways as we can, uh, whether it's social media or, or, or other ways uh, to be able to reach people for Christ, I think, is important, uh, and to uh, to follow what the Word of God says. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us that he that wins souls is wise, and we just want to follow that to the best uh, that we can. Uh, and just because COVID hits and this time frame is, is upon us, 
uh, doesn't mean that the Bible is null and void. Uh, yes. It's still as powerful as it was six months ago, or six years ago, six, 600 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to live the Word of God is, is a blessing in and of itself. Uh, so outreach and to reach people for Christ is pretty high on, on uh, my, my list of, of passions for, uh, to live for God. Uh, another area that I'm passionate about is, is youth. Uh, I, I believe that you know we we think about our youth and and you, you may you may hear people say uh, that uh, they need to find themselves and you know they may come around at some point uh, but you know being a teenager is just a time for them to go and experience uh, you know the world and then come back around at some point maybe in their 20s or 30s uh, I don't believe that I believe that that even as a teenager you can live for Christ Amen and um, you know there's uh, there's statistics, there's research that has been done that uh, as a teenager, uh, you are just about fully developed, physiologically speaking, except for one area. <laughs> Some pastor's laughing. It's your brain. <laughs> that's, right. uh, that's truth. It is. Uh, and uh, so as a teenager, it's important to, uh, to uh, practice restraint, to practice yes. uh, Bible living, uh, there's a lot of development that goes on in the mind, in the brain, uh, as as those teenage years progress. Uh, so I believe that they're very formative years uh, for the rest of the individual's adult life. And so those teenage years are just so important. And to live those teenage years out for Christ is, is something that I'm just passionate about and passionate in, in helping uh, teenagers to be able to accomplish. Amen. You know, the, there's a – I've always um, – gravitated to 1 uh, Corinthians 7 when thinking about what you, the, the subject that you were just addressing with teens, with, with um, teenagers, uh, college age, those young adults that aren't yet married and settled into the responsibility of married life and family life. And 1 Corinthians 7 tells us that that, that window of time in our lives where we're old enough to make a difference in this world, and yet we're not encumbered with all of the responsibilities of marriage, family, and all of that. There's a window of time when we have more energy to give to God than, um, than maybe we've ever had before. And, and the, our focus will never have perhaps the opportunity to be focused like what we can be during those years. So I've often thought, Pastor Ryan, that that the older teenagers and the college age and young, young single adults ought to be the strongest workforce for God in the church. They should be the momentum. They should be driving ministries. They should be involved. And they've got so much to offer God. Absolutely. And, and to combine the first two things that, that I mentioned there, you know, outreach and teenagers, yes. I really think that being a teenager is a great time to if you haven't not, if you haven't learned already to learn and to to study uh, what the Bible says about reaching others for Christ, and then to just uh, go out and do it, mm-hmm. uh, to knock on a door, to to witness to to your friends and your family, um, and you may feel uncomfortable, uh, you may feel uh, unlearned uh, or or not not experienced, but uh, the teenage years is just a great time to experience that, to go out and do it, uh, and and. Uh, and to win souls. Amen. I don't have any of the teen cards with me right now, but uh, 
we have uh, uh, a card that the church family often gives out that uh, that says truelife.org on the back of it. And our teenagers have a special card with their logo and, and uh, with the, the invitation to go to the website truelife.org um, where they can find uh, succinct answers to life's biggest uh, questions. Uh, and those answers are coming from a evangelistic, biblical perspective. And uh, what an opportunity for young people Absolutely. to take those cards and anybody in the church. But uh, young people, what an opportunity. That is awesome. Absolutely. Yes. The, the other area that I would think uh, think about is, is and I, I believe God has gifted me in this area, uh, is music. Mm-hmm. And I love music. I love uh, all, all, all kinds of, of, of music that we can sing in church um, and, and the hymns that we have and the choruses and the, and the choir songs and uh, the instrumental specials. Uh, I love being a part of all of that and, and to uh, mentor people to be able to do that. I'm excited about about working with those individuals uh, more and more as, as time moves on. And uh, just a couple of things uh, specifically are, are to uh, develop develop our choir, develop our orchestra, um, to even gain uh, others that, that may be playing instruments or, or may have a voice within them to, to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm excited to be able to be a part of that and to, to learn uh, those people and to, uh, to work with, with you uh, in the near future. Amen. Uh, I'm so excited that God has brought you here. Looking forward to uh, what things roll out of ministry here at CBC and in so many of these different areas. You know, you were just talking about music, and we were talking the other day, and I'm, I'm hoping it materializes. I'm hoping it happens. But uh, I'm anticipating uh, some of your preaching about the stories of hymns and, and, and where did our hymns come from and what happened in a person's life that put them in the position where they wrote those words and that were meaningful to them. And I'm looking forward to your pulpit ministry as well as you um, share from God's Word. I'm looking forward to that. I, uh, I'm looking into, and I've, I've done uh, much research already on uh, hymn stories and the, the writing of those hymns. And you think about songs and the writing behind them. A lot of times, uh, you, you know, there are stories behind behind those songs that are, impactful, that are emotional. Uh, there's uh, reasons for the words that are written down on the page. Uh, and as we look at our, our hymn history, uh, we'll see a lot of uh, Im- impactful, rich, uh, even doctrine as, as we look into these, these hymns and the way they were written, what the words are, uh, and, and how they affected the person who wrote them and those that listened. Amen. I, I, love, the, I love the hymn book of Israel, the, the book of Psalms. And uh, and there was for a long time there was a disconnect in my mind. I, you know, I, I knew the Book of Psalms was like reading someone's diary. It's almost like finding a diary and snooping in someone's life because the Psalms are all about the struggles of real life and what I'm going through and 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 my my complaints, my fears, my anxieties, and my hope, my confidence in God in those things. And and I knew that about the Psalms, but I never thought about that with hymn stories. But r- the reality is that's what hymns are. As well, absolutely, and and you look at the Psalms too, and and it's it's we're so blessed that God gave us uh, the Psalms. God didn't give us just all the ups; He gave us the ups and the downs. You see yes. David in the Psalms, and uh, you know He gives His heart in in those Psalms and shares with us His His dependence on God in His life in the good times and in the bad times. And sometimes within the same Psalm, you'll see 
the ups and the downs. Uh, so I'm excited to delve into that area and to talk about uh, the stories behind these the psalms and these same stories. Amen. That's going to be exciting. You know, you talk about the ups and the downs. I know you've had some downs in your life. Yes. And um, we were talking a little bit about maybe getting you and Christina uh, on a future Sunday evening and to talk about a little bit of the downs and how God used those in your life. And I'm sure. hoping hoping that will transpire and uh, and we'll be able to hear from both Pastor Ryan and from his wife Christina talk about how God shaped them for ministry and um, what those downtimes in life do to us to deepen us and prepare us to minister to others. I'm looking forward to that Absolutely. as God gives that opportunity. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, coming to Community Baptist. You've come all the way across the country right here behind Dulles Airport. And uh, I am so grateful that you answered God's call for your life and that you've joined me on this uh, pastoral team so we can serve together and try to minister here in Northern Virginia for God's glory. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with me and with Pastor Ryan for a few moments on this Sunday evening, Lord's Day evening. And uh, I know you enjoyed getting to know Pastor Ryan just a little bit better as a result of this conversation this evening. Now, let's be praying for he and his family as they settle in and as they begin to integrate themselves into the life of Community Baptist Church. Uh, and next week, we're, we're going to take this just a little bit further. We're gonna in, we've invited Christina Colmas to join Pastor Ryan uh, on camera next Sunday evening. And they're going to be talking together to us about how God shaped them for ministry. You know, the, the, at the end of Pastor Ryan's uh, chat this evening, he talked about the Psalms, not only sharing with us the up times in life, but also the down times in life. And it's those down times that deepen us and shape us for ministry. And Pastor Ryan and Christina have certainly walked through uh, some difficult times in their life. And that has deepened them as people, and it has created within them a, a, a sense of, of love and care and ministry to people who are hurting. So next Sunday evening, uh, Christina Comas will join Pastor Ryan, and they're going to talk with us about some of those times in life that were especially difficult for them. I know you're going to enjoy that, and we'll look forward to uh, that uh, conversation next Sunday evening. Now, I trust that this week you'll serve the Lord Jesus Christ with passion. And uh, make sure you've got some uh, cards that will invite people to Community Baptist Church, but more importantly, to invite them to the, the uh, truelife.org website where they can learn the answers to some of life's greatest questions. And those answers will come to them from... Christians who know God and share God's perspective on life. Make sure you carry some True Life cards this week. Share them with people that God brings across your path. God bless you. It's been great to have you with us today and to enjoy the things of God on this Lord's Day. Have a good evening. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week.